Hi, this is Austin McCormick, and you're listening to the Context is Key podcast. This is the ninth episode of the Context is Key podcast, and today I'm speaking to you on a snowy and slick Sunday morning from my home office in Dixon, Missouri. We actually canceled church today because of how slick it was, and I know of many other churches in the community and in various parts of Missouri canceling today because of the weather. Well, hey, today I'm very excited because I have a couple of announcements to give about the Context is Key podcast. Last week, I gave a little bit of a teaser about some of the stuff that's going to be happening in the future, and today I'm going to release some of that information. I feel as if the Context is Key podcast has been successful in the desired purpose in observing certain contextual observances, but I also feel as if... um, we are somewhat limited in what we are producing as far as content. What I mean by that is we are strictly uh, observing context alone at this point right now. What I would like to do is potentially uh, podcast about other things and still podcast about uh, contextual observances, but for the sake of our audience, I'd like to podcast about certain things like apologetics, Uh, confessional statements, church history, pastoral ministry, uh, preaching ministry, theology, different doctrines. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to have different types of episodes whereby we will be talking about different things. We will still be doing contextual observances where we'll just be taking a part of a verse and breaking it down one point at a time. But uh, in the future, look forward to hearing other things. One type of podcast that we're going to be talking about in the future is going to be an episode called The Contemporary Context. That's going to be our apologetics uh, episodes whereby we will talk about current events, things that are an attack against the Christian community, things that are an attack against biblical truth, biblical doctrines. And so be looking forward to some of those. Uh, I look forward to having Brother Mike uh, Brown on the podcast again to talk about a little bit about the biblical stance of pro-life and some of the things that have been happening in New York and Virginia concerning uh, pro-abortion movements. So uh, be excited that we will be broadening our uh, talking horizons. But today we're going to be giving a contextual podcast, and we're going to be examining a verse in the Bible, probably very familiar to many people, very familiar to me, but uh, the verse that we're going to be talking about today is John twelve twenty. John twelve twenty. Let me pull this up in my Bible real quickly. John twelve. Tw- Actually, sorry, I'm saying that wrong because I'm thinking while I'm doing more than one thing at once. John twelve thirty two is where we're going to be looking today. John twelve thirty two. And John twelve thirty two reads, "And I." When I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Now, as we get started in this podcast, I want to say something. Everyone is human. No one is perfect, obviously, except for Jesus. We all make mistakes, believe it or not, and that would include me. As I am started this podcast, I'm talking about certain contexts and people that use verses out of their context, people that use verses in a way that uh, they have learned based upon traditions, and this has been one that I have been guilty of. Yes, you're hearing right. 
the podcaster of the Context is Key podcast has been guilty of taking a verse out of context. Well, today I've been uh, convicted about that, and now I'm going to break this verse apart, John 12, 32, and talk a little bit about what it is talking about, not how I've used it, but how uh, it actually says. As I mentioned before, John 12, 32 says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that I've used John 12, 32 in incorrectly, out of its context, eisegesis. I have used John 12, 32 as a way uh, of praying commonly before I preach. If, you, if any of you have heard me preach or if you've listened to our uh, preaching podcast, when I use John 12, 32 commonly, I will pray that right before I'm getting ready to preach. I pray Lord, we just want to lift you up so that way when you're lifted up, you'll draw all people to yourself. I was using this passage to say that once we have lifted Jesus up, people are drawn to him and people get saved. Well, is that really what the passage is speaking? Was I really correct in that assertion? I don't feel as if I was now that I've studied the context upon this. I've been working my way through the Gospel of John for many months now. And I actually went back and I've been studying uh, some of the middle chapters in the Gospel of John. And I came across John chapter 12 once again and really broke down the context of this. And whenever you get to John 12, 32, whenever Jesus says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus is not talking about us doing something for him in order that a result will be brought. He's not speaking of us lifting him up so that way he will do something because of what we've done. He's not talking about a condition that is brought about salvation based upon our conditions. He says, and I, when I I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Well, what is Jesus talking about when he's, when he's saying this? What, what is the true meaning of this? What is the meaning that is contradictory to the assertion that I made when I prayed this out of its context? This context is about the Son of Man being lifted up. That's the heading that I have in my Bible. I use the English Standard Version currently, and if you look at this heading, it says the Son of Man must be lifted up. What I'd like to do is read the entirety of this context and then break it down what the actual verse means. Starting in verse 27 of John chapter 12, Jesus says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it was it had thundered. Others said, an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to him, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. So Jesus is talking about him being lifted up. The lifting 
up of Jesus is the means for drawing all people to himself. Well, what specifically does Jesus mean when he's saying he's being lifted up? Jesus is talking about the necessity of his crucifixion for the purpose of atonement to bring salvation for those who God has foreknown to be saved. He is speaking of the thing that he is going to do. He is telling the disciples, those listening, that he must go die a sacrificial death in order that salvation may be brought to his people. He says, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth. What does this specifically mean? Jesus is alluding to the coming crucifixion that he is about to face. You can tell this in the context because Jesus, starting off in verse 27, says, Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say, Father? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. What purpose did Jesus come to this hour for? To be lifted up from the earth, to be crucified, to willingly give himself as a sacrifice, as a ransom for many. Jesus is talking about the necessity of his death. It must happen for salvation to occur. It's not something that we do for Jesus. It's not us exalting him so other people get saved. It's not us lifting Jesus up so others will be brought into the kingdom of God. Is it necessary to tell other people about Jesus in our preaching? Yes. Is the application true? Possibly. But is this the context? No. And that's where I was wrong. Jesus is saying, when I am lifted up from the earth, this is something that is going to happen. This isn't a possibility. This was a predetermined plan by the Godhead from eternity past that Jesus would willingly take on the point of submission, being co-equal to the Father and co-equal to the Holy Spirit, would go and die on a sinner's cross for the purpose of his people. And what does that what happens whenever that occurs? The result of that, it says he will draw all people to himself. Before we get into the that part of the section, how do we know that Jesus is dying on the cross? How do we know that that's what he was talking about? Well, the following verse after verse 32 says, he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. It's very evident from verse 33 that verse 33 is explaining what verse 32 means. If you take this verse in its context, the context itself tells you what Jesus is talking about. I was too stubborn or uh, ignorant, I suppose, to even look at the context of this time before I made such a usage, and that's where I was in error. Verse 32 says, when I am lifted up from the earth, and then verse 33 says, he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. He was going to die a cruel death, a death whereby he would be displayed to all of the earth. It says when he's lifted up from the earth. Well, let's get into the part, the next part. It says, when that thing happens, he will draw all people to myself. Well, let's look at what the New American Commentary says about this little portion of uh, this verse. It says, another caution is also appropriate at this point because The all here is not to be interpreted as advocating universalism any more than everyone in John 3.15 does. Well, what does that specifically mean? Universalism is the teaching that every single person is going to go to heaven. We know that this is not a biblical truth. We know that there will be many that will be thrown into the lake of fire because of their sins. 
So what does Jesus mean when he's saying we'll draw all people to himself? He means that he will draw all types of different peoples from all tongues and all tribes and all nations. It doesn't mean that he will literally draw every single person to be saved. We can know this because John chapter 6, verse 44 says, No man can come to the Father except he's drawn, and all who are drawn are raised on the last day. Meaning that if the Holy Spirit of God is drawing you to himself, he will complete the work that he has started in you, and those who he has drawn, he will save ultimately. Well, if Jesus will draw all people to himself, This context is pretty much alluding to some kind of universalism if you take it out of its context. But in its context, it's not talking about universalism. It's talking about a particular atonement on behalf of those whom Jesus has set out to save. The context of this passage must be remembered. The context has been reaction to Jesus that concluded with the coming of the Greeks. I'm reading from the New American Commentary. The way in which Jesus interpreted the event was not that a heroic Jews Jewish conqueror, but of the dying Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Well, I may have been getting a little bit ahead of myself by reading that, but let me read this and then put those two together. This is John chapter 12, verses uh, 34 and 35. So Jesus had taught the disciples what kind of death he was going to die. John chapter 12, verse 34 says, So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. The the crowd, the people that had been following Jesus, their understanding of the Messiah was that whenever the Messiah came, he would conquer all the nations of the world that was around them. Their understanding was that the Messiah would be the pretty much the king of the world. And although we know that Jesus is the king of the world, they could not fathom a picture of a Messiah that would die. Their perception of the Messiah was one that would conquer all of these people, not willingly die for a sacrifice for some people. So uh, they say, how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? They were so confused that Jesus was teaching them that He is the Son of Man and that He is going to die. This was something that they couldn't fathom. John chapter 12, verse 34, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. They're confused about this teaching. So let me go back to the verse I read. The way in which Jesus interpreted the event was not that a heroic Jewish conqueror, but of dying but of a dying lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The early strategic Gospel of John text must always be kept in focus. Here it provides the basis for understanding all. The meaning of all, like the world in John one twenty nine, is to be seen in contrast to Jewish limitations, much in the same way as Jesus said in John 10.16, that he had other sheep to bring. This Gospel does not advocate narrow Jewish nationalism. So what does that mean when I what I read? This doesn't mean that Jesus came specifically only to save the Jewish people. This doesn't mean that only Israelites can be saved, that only Jews can be saved. Jesus says in John 12:32, when he's lifted up, we'll draw all people to himself. He will draw the Gentiles. He will draw people from all nations and all tongues, as I previously mentioned. And that is what the context is teaching. It's not talking about 
something that we pray in order for people to get saved. It's not talking about something that we, we and ourselves conditionally do to bring about salvation. It's talking about the sacrificial death that Jesus accomplished so he can draw all people from all tongues and all tribes and all nations to himself. You've been listening to the Context is Key podcast. For more information regarding the Context is Key podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter at broaustin7. You can also keep up with our Facebook page at the Context is Key podcast for more information. Like I said, we are very excited about some of our upcoming podcast episodes whereby we will be broadening the horizons of some of the things we are going to be talking about. Feel free to keep up with us via Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Context is Key podcast. Hope you stay safe on this slick and icy day. Don't forget, Context is Key.